All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Unorthodox Podcast. We are here today with me, Jalil, aka Ramon, and with our guest, Louis. Louis, you want to say hi to everybody? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> All right. So, Louis, uh, tell us a little bit about you. And I want to really, before you tell a little bit about you, I just want to explain why I have Louis on here. Louis is an amazing person. Um, I always see him on my Twitter and he is always doing it, like literally like doing it, doing it. Like he is one of the people who like literally inspires me every day to like really get up and go out and do things, you know what I mean? Because in this society, and I believe in our society, we don't have really many, we don't have a lot of people who really are chasing after their dreams, their goals and what they actually want to do. So I really want to highlight somebody from my community and somebody who's really out there and is chasing it, you know? So welcome, Louis. Tell us a little bit about you. So my name is Hakeem, but everybody oh. calls me Louis. But <laughs> yes, my name is Hakeem, but everybody calls me Louis. It's, it's, it's like a whole thing. But it's okay. No, it's okay. Because I like to be called Louis. But so I'm from Philadelphia, but I grew up in the county like most of my life because I moved from Philly to the county. Yeah. And um, I have a business. Louis Hakeem, that's my clothing design, like my clothing, my clothing business. Yeah. I'm 19. Um, I live here in Philly by myself. Um, I'm a college dropout. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like, um, so what was you in college for? <laughs> okay, so I initially went to college for psychology. Same. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Same. I wanted to be a psychiatrist, <laughs> but it didn't work for me. So what was it for you? Because for me, like, for me, going into, like, college and going in for psychology, I just felt like I like psychology, but I didn't like the school aspect of it. Like, it just wasn't. I went to community college. Like, for me, it just, it was boring. Like, and I felt like I really wasn't getting anything out of it. Like, it just wasn't making any sense to put, like, a lot of money in to go to college. But then, like, you was only going to get a little bit back once you got out. Right. And it was sort of like the same for me. I was thinking like the same way as far as spending all that money to go to college, because when I went to college, I went to a university and nobody was helping me pay for college. So I was in college. I was working a job full time, trying to balance classes, trying to pay bills. I had a car, so I had to keep up with my car, like insurance and stuff like that and car maintenance. And I'm driving back and forth from Philly to Baltimore. So I went to Morgan State University. But yeah, it just became like really overwhelming. And I just didn't really see like a good outcome of me being there for a long time. Wait, 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 wait. So you have a car. So at this time when you were in college, like I just want to take the right. mindset. You were, I want to say like 17, 18? Yeah, I was okay. 18. Okay, so you had your own car. You were like a still teenager. You had a full-time job. You were paying for your own college, right? And you were working for you. I already said you had a full-time job, but I'm just going to reiterate that. You had a full-time job. You was doing all of that. Was your business started then or no? Okay, so no, my business hadn't started until I dropped out of college. Okay, so you still had all of those things as a teenager, still paying your own way and everything like that. How did you even get to that point where you were just so independent at such a young age and paying for your own college tuition and everything like that? Tell us. I would say what made me become so independent at such a young age was like my upbringing. Like me and my mom didn't have the best relationship. So growing up, I had to do, not to say that my mom like didn't take care of me, but I had to do a lot for myself. So we would get into like fights. Like, and I think what like what a highlight moment for me was growing up was it was one time where 
I needed to get my hair cut. And my mom would always drive me to the barbershop. I was only, I was only 15. My mom would always drive me to the barbershop. I needed to get a haircut. And I asked her and she was just like, oh, well, if you don't do this, then I'm not going to take you to get your haircut. She like, I don't have to take you to get your haircut. All I have to do is make sure I feed you and like, you know, give you somewhere to live. And I'm like, you know what? You don't have to take me to get my haircut or you don't have to pay my phone bill. You don't have to do any of that extra stuff. I'm like, you're right. So ever since then, I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out myself. So she didn't take me to get my haircut. So I rode my bike to get my haircut. She didn't want to give me like money to pay my phone bill. So I found I got a job and it was just like stuff like that. Like, and it was just like, you know, I got to make a way for myself because nobody has to do anything for me. Right. Wow. So you, you kind of just adopted that at a young age and kind of because kind of like, because you, you, you kind of like just forced yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like nobody else is going to take care of you. Like you said, so you just felt like you just had to go get it out the mud on your own. So literally right. self-made since then, and you've just been going and going. So how were you able to, because even though I know sometimes you might be out there and you may be able to get it on your own, how were you able to not go down that bronze road? Because some people might feel like, okay, well, since I got to do this on my own, I might, you know, sell my body or I might, you know, do drugs or like sell drugs, you know what I mean? So how were you able to do that in a correct way? If you weren't, tell us about that. <laughs> I would say that like, how I was able to do it in a correct way. I don't know. I've always been like a hard worker. And I mean, I'm like, I'm the type of person, like I'm like the type of person like to go to work. Like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to do nothing. It's like, you know, when I came, there's so many like opportunities as far as jobs and stuff out here. Now I was a little bit younger. So, you know, the only job that I could really get was like McDonald's, but yeah. I had got my first job at McDonald's when I, ta- I was actually at the time I was 14 because I was still in ninth grade. Yeah. And I went up to the McDonald's and they told me, I went up there, I asked for an application. They're like, you got to be 15 to work here. But he was like, come back on your 15th birthday and you got the job. So I went up there and I got the job and I just felt like, you know, I was still young. So I wasn't really into all that, like other stuff that people are doing to make their money now. But yeah. Hey, that's It's so crazy because like our stories are so like very similar. <laughs> like I always <laughs> on my own so I always started paying everything for my own on my way my first job was actually McDonald's when I was 15 too so it's just it's, it's really funny how those are like parallel with both drop outs and stuff like that okay so you're 19 and you are doing everything full-time and you feel like everything is too much what was the deciding factor for you where you actually was like okay I have to stop college and what was like your mother's reaction at that like how what was the big change? Like, what was the big change that just made you feel like, okay, I'm gonna drop out? And then what was your mother's reaction? I would say the big change that made me feel like I will, like I wanted to drop out, well, what caused me to drop out is one, I feel like I didn't go to college all the way for the right reasons. Like I was dealing with somebody. So we had both applied to all the same schools and we were like, you know, we're gonna do this together. We're gonna do that together. So I feel like part of me went there for them for us to get down there and then for them to show up. So it was just like, it was becoming a lot. Like I felt like I didn't really have the family support being in college. Yeah. I, you know, I went down there with thinking I had support from somebody, mm-hmm. but then once they, you know, turned their back on me and then I'm like down here and now I'm down here trying to work a full-time job. It was just, it, it became very tiring. My professors, they were just like, you know, rude for no reason. They just had bad attitude. So it was just becoming too much. And I'm just like, you know, 
I sat in my room and I really thought about it. I'm like, you know, is this, is this really for me? Like, and I texted my mom. I told her, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm coming home this weekend. Like I'm packing my stuff up. I don't need anybody to help me come home, mm-hmm. but I'm going to fill my car up and I'm bringing all of my stuff home. Right. And she, I wouldn't say that she was too upset about it. She definitely wanted me. Like, I feel like not to say that she was upset about it, but it made her feel away, I guess, because she was probably like, well, what is he going to do now that he's like, not in college anymore so yeah. yeah okay all right and then I'm assuming that you were home back then so when you're home how did it go from you living at home I'm suggesting you were doing the same thing when you got home back to your mom's house right you were still working and everything like that okay so what what made you move out was it just like a thing where you just decided to move out and decided to get your own place how old were you when you first got your first place okay so when I was I was still, ooh, was I 18? Yeah, I was still 18 at the time. When I had came home, when I had came home from school. Yeah. Yeah, when I had came home from school, I was still 18 at the time. So me and I, I came home and I'm like, okay, I can't like just be in the house. Like I'm I'm living in my mom's basement. Like, you know, I'm still young. So it was like appropriate. I feel like, you know, nobody should rush. But I'm like, you know, this is not what I want for me. Like. I dropped out of college. I got to figure something out. So I was like, you know, as long as I'm home, I'm going to get to it how I can get to it. Mind you, that was like the beginning of COVID too. So it was like a lot going on. So even more stress with COVID. But when I got home, I went back to my old job. They hired me back as soon as I got home. I was working at a nursing home. So I was working there full time and they paid me okay. And that's when I like introduced my business actually was when I got home. Um, later on, no, cause I came home in November and I was just working full time, working full time. And then I had a lot of jobs, honestly. I worked at a nursing home. I worked at two nursing homes. I worked at, I worked at the car dealership. I worked at Amazon. What? I honestly probably had like a good seven jobs. Now they weren't all being worked at the same time, but just <laughs> in the period of me being home, because I was still trying to figure myself out and just figure out like, you know, if I'm going to be here, what am I going to be doing? I worked at SEPTA and, but yeah, so I first moved out. I moved out when I moved out over the summer, last summer. So right after I turned 19, I literally moved out as soon as I turned 19. And it was just your choice and you were able to get that house basically because you would say because you were working a lot of jobs and you were able to get right that. so well my friend a friend of mine who was working a really good job which is where i'm working at now she had been working there for about two years so when i first got home i actually applied to the job and they told me no mm-hmm. they rejected my application so i was like you know what i'm gonna wait a month or two and i'm gonna apply again with a different email So I applied to the position again with a different email and I got the interview. And I'm like, when I tell you I'm prepping for this interview, like I'm making sure I know everything because it was like, it's such a, my job is, I would say my job is a career. Like, and it was just like such a blessing for me. Like, because without my job, I wouldn't be where I am now. Like it has opened so many like opportunities for me. But yeah, my friend had put me onto the job and I started working there. And once I had started working there, One of my friends, my job is based in Delaware. So one of my friends who lives in Delaware too, I'm like, you know, I want to move out of my mom's house. You want to move out of your mom's house. Do you want to go half and we get an apartment in Delaware? And we ended up getting an apartment in Delaware and that lasted for about two to three months. (laughs) 
Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then yeah. assuming after that, you went to go get another house, the house that you're in now? Yeah. No, this is my third apartment. Oh, this is your third apartment. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, 19 with three three apartments already. Wow, <laughs> that is, that. so how do you not, like, because how do you not get involved in the things that people will usually get, like, you know, people go out, you know, people like to drink, people like to have fun. How do you not get involved in all of that? Because I really think... I would really have to say it's like self-discipline and you really have to like stay on top of yourself. Like, and like back to what I said before, like as far as nobody, not to say that nobody is there for you, but you got to be there for yourself first. You know what I'm saying? So you have to make sure you put yourself first and just the stuff, make sure you got, I want to live comfortable. These people that's going out to these bars and drinking every night, like I would like, you know, I mean, if they feel like they're living comfortable, but that's not my comfortable. Like, so it's like, you know, I just discipline myself and make sure I handle my business first, make sure I handle myself first. And then I make time for fun later. Well, I know. No, like, I definitely agree with that. Like, at the end of the day, nobody's coming. Like, after high school, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody. Right. Nobody's coming to save you. Right. You really (laughs) save yourself. Like, you really figure out what life is like after high school. Like, and for some people, unfortunately, it's before high school. But it's like, I definitely agree with you. So how do you prioritize? Because like, what, like, what is your, like, let's just say you really want to do something, right? But then like, you know, you have all this other stuff to do. How does Lewis prioritize his day? Like, how does that go? Like, let's get into the mindset of how somebody can be like you. Um, As far as I make sure, like, I, I've, I'm trying to become a little bit more organized and like, you know, my priorities and things like that as far as what I have to get done. Mm-hmm. And I'll just really put like, you know, what's what's most important and make sure I handle that first. Like, and I feel like when you have so much responsibility, it becomes a little bit easier to prioritize things because like I'm going to prioritize work because I have to pay my bills in order to keep the lights on at my place. Like, so, you know, when you have those things, those responsibilities, it's a little bit easier. But when you don't have any like real priorities, you don't have to pay any bills. And, you know, you can spend your money on going out to the club, spend your money on drinking and weed and everything like that. You know, that becomes your priorities because you don't have anything else to prioritize. That's, that's, <laughs> you ain't right. So you, I think, but I think that's a really good point that when you are, and I think because it goes way back to the point where you were talking about with the beginning with your mom, you had so many responsibilities at a young age, it just became easier for you to just be able to make smarter decisions, you know, later on in life. Right. And I feel like it, even as far as that, because sometimes I don't always make the, the smartest decisions, you know, yeah. but I would say that if I don't make the smartest decisions, like I always sit down and I, I figure it out, like, because it's the way for some, you know, it's a way to get out of everything. It's always a, a way to change something if you mess up, you know? So even though sometimes I wouldn't say that I make the smartest decisions, I always try and figure it out, like, if I don't make the smart decision. But I, I think, again, like, you do, I don't think anybody's going to do anything perfect, but I think that you, <laughs> you do things the right way most of the time. I mean, come on now. <laughs> you have a lot <laughs> like a lot a lot so tell us about how you started this business because we we know that you moved you got into your new place and everything like that three different times so tell us how you got to this business because um you launched this business when you were about you you said you were 18 right 
Yeah, I was still 18. I had just got home. So what happened was in my midst of me having a bajillion jobs since I came home from school, it was at one time I had quit my one job because it just was not satisfying me. I'm just like, I can't do this. It, It wasn't making me happy. So I quit the job. But now this girl I met at college, I met her at Morgan. Mm-hmm. She had a sewing machine. So she, I've never used a sewing machine before. I mm-hmm. didn't know how to do anything. So she taught me how to use the sewing machine right before I had dropped out. Like this was when I had stopped going to classes. I was going to hang out with her and she was teaching me how to sew. Yeah. So after she taught me how to sew, I learned how to use the machine. And when I came home, I was actually, when I was in college, I would always like make my own little clothes. Like I would cut my jeans up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So once I had learned how to use the sewing machine, I was home. I had got my last check. And I want to say I had about like maybe like $400, $300. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not. It was the pandemic. So it was hard to find a job because of COVID. So I'm like, I need to I need to do something with this money. Like, you know, I need to turn it into something. So I was like, OK, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to buy this sewing machine since I like to make clothes. And I'm going to start to make custom clothes for people. So I ordered this sewing machine. And I made myself a few pieces. I made myself like some jeans and I made myself these stack sweatpants and which the stack sweatpants, they really like blew my business up so much, yes. like so much. So I made myself these stack sweatpants and I posted them on my Instagram. Everybody was like, oh, where did you get those from? Where did you get those from? And I'm like, I made them myself. And they're like, oh, I want some, I want some. So at first it was like really local for like the first day. It was like really local, like everybody in Philly. So I'm like, okay, I can handle local. I'm taking orders like by cash app and I'm like dropping them off in my car and stuff. So then I'm like, it's becoming a little bit heavy. I got people all over the world asking me for these pants now, like all over the map. So I'm like, okay, I have to figure something out because I'm replying to all these DMs telling people like, hey, I can get these to you, but I've never shipped the package before. I don't even know the process. (laughs) So I reached out to one of my friends who had a website. She has a website. I'm like, hey. Do you mind showing me how do I set this up? Because I got all these people wanting to order from like these different states and I don't know how, to, how it works. So she showed me how to work Shopify. And then after that, I created my website. It was just the one thing on there. As soon as you click on a website, it was just sweatpants. Yeah. And I posted it to my page and then the orders went up like after that. So I really didn't have to work a job for that short period because I was making so much money off of these sweatpants and like making jeans and stuff like that so wow wow it all started just from you just figuring out how to work a sewing machine just like from a friend right <laughs> it into a business so like how I have two questions for you how are you able to manage working a business and work and having a full-time job and then do you see this as being like okay this is just a stream of income because I see that some people might think because they stumble on one business that they have one business venture that they have they feel like it's something they got to do for the rest of their life so is this something that you feel like this is something I'm gonna do for the rest of my life or this is just a stream of income that I'm having I definitely feel like I see my business as more than just a stream of income I feel like you have to be really passionate about it you know when you see it as just a stream of income like you know you allow yourself to like lack in places like you know but it's like I try to put my all into it and I try not to like put out like you know half work and just like lazy lazy products like if I wouldn't buy it myself then I'm not gonna sell it so I definitely see it as more than a stream of income because I'm very passionate about it Mm -hmm. but yeah 
And then the first question, how are you able to manage your business and also your job, your full-time job? Um, I would say that it definitely becomes, it definitely becomes like very clashing, but I try to make a schedule. So my schedule on Mondays and Tuesdays, I usually work from 12 to nine. Mm -hmm. So Mondays and Tuesdays, I'll try to get up at like six o'clock in the morning. I'll go for a jog and then I'll come back home. I'll work on business until it's time for me to go to work. But then another thing is like, sometimes I got to be up late at night because talking to manufacturers and stuff like that, trying to get my products made. They're like, you know, our time zones are so different. So mm-hmm. it's like, everything is kind of like all over the place, honestly. Yeah. But you know, it's something that I'm passionate about. So I'm going to get up and do it. I like that. I like that a lot. So do you have any habits like to help you like stay on track to do what you're doing? Like any habits that you do, where you feel like, okay, like if I do these things, like I know these are going to help you know, with my day, like be more smoother and help me be able to get to my business and also be able to get to, you know, the job and perform well there. Like, would you say like jogging would be like, cause jogging might be like a stress reliever for you. You know what I mean? Or it might be something else that you may do. So like, is there meditation or anything like that? Like, is there anything that you do? Like, I can't do this. I, I wouldn't really say that I have any habits, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wouldn't really say that I have any habits that I do. But I would say, like, as far as, like, you know how you said, like, meditation and stuff like that, or, like, you know, I try, I feel like I'm so into my work, like, my work excites me. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, you know, I like to, uh, every day I'll get up, like, every day I make it a habit for me to get online, because I work from home. So yeah. I get on my iPad, and that's when I try to, like, execute as much business stuff as I can, as far as, like, you know, if I have to edit a video for YouTube, or if I have to come up with a new design for clothing i'll try to make sure i execute that all while i'm at work like yeah i forgot know. you got a whole youtube too <laughs> you literally do so much like so how do how are, you to, how are you even able to do these things on hard days like you because i know sometimes it might be hard days monday it might be raining and you don't want to get up one day it might be like oh my god like i just feel sick i don't want to do nothing or one day you might just want to have a lazy day how are you able to still execute everything every day I feel like you have to think, I think about the angle. Like my friends literally were just telling me the other day, they're like, oh yeah, Lewis works uh, a thousand hours a week and he just overworking himself till he dies. But I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about the angle. I feel like the goal is to, I don't mind working while I'm young, but when I get older, I don't want to have to work. So I'm going to work now. I'm going to work my hardest and as hard as I can while I'm young. That way I can live a good life later and I can relax later, work while I have the energy to do it. I love that. That's that. That's so dope. So most important question, one of the most important questions I want to ask is how are you able to afford your car? Your car is so nice. So no. I want to let people know <laughs> because it's like you being able to get a, get in a car like that. Also, you being able to have, you know, three apartments and all that, that all kind of ties up with like, credit and finances, how you deal with your finances, and also how you do with money as far as your credit goes. How are you able to like have such good finances at the age of 18 or 19? Because I know people aren't taught those things generally. Yes. And I would say with like, I'm so like by the grace of God, like my mindset, like I'm just so grateful for my mindset because 
When I turned 18, my mom stressed me to not get a credit card. She's like, don't get a credit card. If you're going to mess your credit up, you're still young. You don't need it. Yeah. And it's so wrong. Get the credit card as soon as you turn 18. Get it. Because you're going to need it one day. And like, I'm just so thankful that I did. Because like when I got my first credit card yeah. off the back, I think once I got my first credit score, it was like a 760. Once really? I got my first credit score. Yeah. Because I was spending the card, spending the card. But what I did was I knew how credit worked because I like, you know, I watch, I would teach myself. So I'm like, okay, credit is basically like, you know, you can't go over 30% of your utilization. Exactly. And, you know, like I, I taught myself all of the ins and outs. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just spend the credit card. It's a thousand dollar limit. My first card was a thousand dollars. I was like, I'm going to just spend the credit card and then I'm just going to pay it right back every month instead of, so all that money that I would have been using from like my paychecks, I'll just use the credit card instead and then take my paychecks and put it back on the credit card. So I was just doing that over and over again. And then I got my first credit score and it was like 760. Yeah. And then after that, I had, when I got to college, I had applied for another credit card because I needed to get work done to my car. And I didn't really have any extra like cash lying around, but I'm like, okay, I want to use my one credit card, but that's going to mess up my utilization. Let me get another card. That way I can have more money and it'll balance everything out. So I got another card and then that's when it balanced that out. And then ever since, I, I really try not to use credit. I, a lot of stuff I like do my own cash because I don't really like credit, but it is still good to use it. That way, you know, it will help boost up your score. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That's like, it's, it's, I'm, it's just so many parallels to our story, but that's literally the same thing for me. Like um, when I first got my credit card too, you know, there was a couple of people telling me not to get it. Thankfully, my dad told me to get it. And he was telling me, I actually try to keep my credit score under 20%. You know what I mean? So I definitely agree with you. So you would say that's the way how you were able to get that, that card, right? And because of your credit. Yeah, I mean, I would say good credit. Like, good credit has gotten me a lot of things. Like, yeah. I've never got told no with, like, good credit. Like, anything <laughs> that, I've applied for. That is one of <laughs> the best things in life, not being able to get told no. You know what I mean? Like, And I think, yeah, like, it's it's crazy because, like, they, they want to give you when you have good credit. Like, I called up because I have my, my other car. Yeah. I wanted to do a refinance to get like a lower interest rate. So I called my bank. I'm like, yeah, can I refinance this? So they got me, uh, my interest rate was like, uh, my interest rate was like a 14 and they refinanced it. And now I got the interest rate is at like a 2.9%. Mm -hmm. So that was like really good from going from a 14. And then they're like, yeah, like we see you got good credit. Do you want $11,000? And I'm like, $11,000. They were like, yeah, we'll give you $11,000 like line of credit. We'll put the money in your bank tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, at first I was like, no. But then I'm like, you know what? Yes, let me have that $11,000 because, you know, I'm just trying to build my, you know, build my credit and just that amount of credit that I have. So that way, like, you know, if I ever need it in case of an emergency, it's always good just to have it, you know? I definitely agree with you. And just um, two more questions for you. So the first question is, do you have like a money budget sheet where you're able to actually like, you have so many things going on. Are you able to like, um, do you track your money, where it goes, how it goes and everything like that? No, I don't track my money. And it's really bad that I don't track my money, but I want to start tracking my money because honestly, like, I'm, I mean, as far as me, I'm not scared to talk about numbers, but like literally like 
it was to a point where I was spending like, like when I had first was living with my last roommate, mm-hmm. like last fall, like it was like to a point where I'm spending like $5,000 a month, $7,000 a month. And I'm like, and I'm like looking at myself, like, do you even make this kind of money to be like spending this in a month? But it's like, I need to start checking. I need to start checking my money. Yeah. But so, yeah, I feel like it's, it's also a little bit, I was just going to say, it's also a little bit harder to budget. In my situation, I feel like, like, I mean, I can save money and I can like budget a little bit, but right now I'm just thinking about spending to make back, you know, as far as even like putting money into my business. So it's like, okay, I'll put a thousand dollars into my business this month. And I know that it'll make me $3,000. So I'm not really like, my goal right now is not really to save, Mm -hmm. like, because that's what, and that's what I have, you know, my credit for. I feel like my credit is for that rainy day. Like, I'm not saving my own money for a rainy day. I'm going to spend their money for a rainy day, and I'll put it back. No, but I definitely agree with you, because I, I think what you prepare for is what you want to get. So I think that if you try to save your money for a rainy day, you want to get a rainy day. So right. but, um, last question. Okay, so any advice or any tips, anything like that, you can give as many as you want Um, as far as if somebody's trying to do what you are trying or that you already done, what advice would you give to people? Um, I would say advice, mm-hmm. like my biggest piece of advice I would have to say is like, don't listen to other people, like, especially other people who are not in the position that you want to be in, you know, don't take opinions from them because I've asked so many people different opinions, like who are nowhere near where I went to be in life. And it's just like, what could they tell me? Like, you know, they don't even know. So I would say like, you know, pick and choose who you share your you know, your journey with, if you can keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. It can become hard keeping it to yourself because I would say that it's very overwhelming and you want to make sure that you're doing stuff right. But honestly, if you can find that information online or watch somebody else talk about it, you know, and that be your way of sharing it or, you know, feeling connected, then do that because so many people are like, you know, can bring you down. Like listening to other people can bring you down. So like, how, how do you like, I'm sorry, because I'm just so interested. But like how, as far as your friends go, like, do you have, like, did you have to cut off friends? Like, as like when you were going up in like the way, and, it, and, if, and if so, do you have more friends who have mindsets like you? Or how do you, or how are you able to balance that? Because as far as balancing that, I have had to cut off a lot of my friends because everybody, like, you know, surround yourself with people that you want to be like, you know, and everybody does not have like good intentions so mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i had to let a lot of people go definitely mm-hmm. i like that and do you and when you listen when you are like all right like i have an idea for something but you said you don't want to give anybody advice do you listen to what your intuition is telling you to do are you like yourself teaching yourself like via youtube and stuff do you have like mentors that you listen to like how does that work and are you spiritual uh-huh. I am. I am very spiritual. I am very spiritual. I don't listen to any like mentors or anything like that. Sometimes, I mean, I might like skim across a video or something if I need help or understanding something or like, you know, I might skim across a video, but I am very spiritual. And I feel like, I feel like, um, how do I want to say it? I don't know. I feel like, like, my relationship with like the universe, I like to say the universe rather than saying God, but I feel like the universe, like, you know, 
they have it set out for me. But I feel like it it won't just come to me. Like I have to go and get it. Like, and I feel like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm choking on my words right now. Cause like I know what I want to say. I just can't get it. But but yeah, like I feel like my journey and like everything that's meant for me is like already set in stone. It's just a matter of am I gonna get up every day and go and get it? Like nobody's gonna bring it to me. Nobody's gonna make it easy for me. But it's like if that's what you want. You are more than welcome to have it. You are more than welcome to have anything that you want, but you have to get up and go get it. You have to work for it. Don't Ooh. just sit around and talk about it. Get it. I love that, man. I love that. I, I want to thank you so much for being able to get on this podcast. Um, you just dropped so much heat and so much fire, especially just at the end. Like you help me out, even in situations because sometimes I know I need to hear things for myself. Like I'm always giving stuff to people, but I just appreciate you just so much. Like you did not have to do this on this Saturday, but then you just decided to, you know what I mean? So I really appreciate you in everything that you said and that you've done and um, for being so vulnerable. I appreciate you so much. Like, I just, I can't just stop saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I appreciate it. Your line is super fucking fire. I'm making sure I'm giving me some shorts today. Um, also, <laughs> I got some more stuff about to come out real soon. Yeah. Yes, I, I got a lot of stuff coming for this summertime. So. <laughs> Your mindset is golden. Your mindset is freaking golden. I appreciate you. And um, where can the people find you on social media? Thank you. So you can find me on social media. My Instagram is at Hakeem Lewis. Yeah. And everything else is Lewis Hakeem. So it's just backwards. Like my YouTube is Lewis Hakeem. And yeah, everything else. You look Lewis Hakeem up on Google. It'll show everything. Unfortunately. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thank you so much for getting on this podcast. Um, yeah, everybody have a great day, okay? All right. Yes, have a good day, y'all. <laughs>